What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Hello. And back with us again, same cast as last, last week, Justin the Russian Concussion Mascaro and Josh Box. How are y'all doing? Doing pretty good. Great. Coming off of a big win for the uh, Razorbacks, Josh, how was it? Uh, fun game to go to, that's for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine so. Um, all right, episode 87 of Big Easy Bets is brought to you by our friends over at Prediction Strike. Uh, do you wish you could have stock in your favorite athletes like Tyreek Hill or Alvin Kamara? Prediction Strike brings that idea to life. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. If you feel like you're good at fantasy football, it's essentially the same thing in terms of if you know somebody's about to blow up this week, if you think Mike Williams with the Chargers is going to go for over 100 yards and two touchdowns, buy low, hey, he has a big game, sell high. Just like the stock market, except it's for athletes. Most people don't know the ins and outs of the stock market, but feel pretty confident on what they can do on the sports side of things. So Prediction Strike is the app for you. Simply download their new easy-to-use app or sign up at predictionstrike.com. Use the code BIGEASYBETS to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. Be sure to use that code BIGEASYBETS. All right. Episode 87. Coming off of a... Pretty good Saints win, good defensive performance. Uh, we got a Tigers win. Uh, I mean, all in all, a solid weekend. Josh Gordon's back in the NFL for the 19th time. How do we feel about that? How long? What's the over-under um, on weeks until he's kicked back out of the league? <laughs> Two and a half? Um, shoot, I don't know. I mean, hey, what does he even have left, you know? Yeah, no, he's not. There's nowhere near he's what he used to be, you know? Like, it's not, um, it's not like a, oh, God, they got Josh Gordon. Like, holy shit, we got to watch out, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but, yeah, uh, we're coming off of our first live stream of the year, which was a success. I got to give thanks to Josh on that one uh, because I was leaning A&M, and Nick was certainly on the fence, uh, not as much as I, it seemed, but I got to give credit where credit's due. Josh came in and, uh, I mean – you talked me off the ledge, and it worked out. It was all around a dominant performance. So we'll hop right into uh, the recap from last week. So we'll start with Arkansas, plus five and a half. Uh, I think it's safe to say that a and M's overrated. Would you agree? I don't think they're overrated. I just think um, without Haynes King, uh, they're not a top 10 team. But I think when Haynes King comes back, I think they have a potential to be you know, a top 10 team because they do have a good mm-hmm. defense. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say in the second half, they turned it on. The second half, they definitely, um, I mean, that's what we were talking about before we started recording. It was a snooze fest in the second half. I mean, Arkansas had what, three points? It was 17 yeah, 3 going into half, right? 17 3 yep. going into half when you had a field goal. 20 to 10. Um, yeah, so they, they definitely they definitely shored things up on the defensive side of the ball in the second half. Uh, it helped. Arkansas's offense uh, stalled out with the help of K.J. Jefferson getting hurt, uh, but he did end up coming back. But all in all, I mean, it's a great win for the program. Uh, Arkansas, is it the year of the hog? It, it appears it might be. Uh, it's the year of the dog. Yeah, we'll honest. get to that later. Um, I had Wisconsin minus six and a half. 
this game was a lot closer than the final score indicates, but they pulled away. Uh, Notre Dame pulled away big time in the fourth quarter. Jack Cohn got hurt, and then uh, Chris Pine, whatever his name, Pine Cone. I don't, I don't like the duo of quarterbacks that they have, but uh, yeah, it. Notre Dame never looked back after some pretty critical mistakes uh, by Wisconsin. LSU minus two and a half. This another game that the score did not indicate how one sided this game was. LSU looked like they were very close to really putting the nail in the coffin and pulling away. Uh, but then they let Mississippi State back in it at the very end. Uh, Western Kentucky plus nine. They should have won outright. Maybe not should have, but they had a, a very good chance to win outright. Uh, that offense took a little bit to get going, but once it did, I mean, they've got a, a arguably – I mean, I don't think it's arguably. I think they're top ten offense in the nation, so it, they proved it. They look like it. Uh, Clemson minus ten was my lock of the week. Clemson sucks. Dabo sucks. Time to go. Get him out. Uh, if we're calling for Coach O's head, we got to call for Dabo's head. DJ Ungalele is horrible. The offense sucks. The defense sucks. Cancel the whole program. Uh, Marshall plus seven. Was this the game where uh, the guy fell down? Or no? Yes. It was? Yes. Um, App State. App State could have went down. It's a it's a team that is coached by a coach with integrity and sportsmanship. Pass it on. Because he could have ran in for the touchdown, and he took a dive at like the two-yard line to guarantee themselves a victory. It's not about individual statistics. It's about winning as a team, and Marshall covers the spread. So Yeah, well, the big thing here is uh, – the reason he falls down is because you don't want to make it an eight-point game and with like a minute left on the clock. I agree. Remember when um, who Ty Gurley accidentally scored? Yeah, I yeah. That. Against he, somebody, he didn't even try to. He tried. He was to trying fall to fall down, and, down and he accidentally scored. Yeah. Yes, I mean that's just a prime example of why why he ended up falling down and they kneel it out and they don't have to worry about the team getting the ball back. Yeah, I loved it. It started off my week great. Um, but so I went four and two on the weekend. Nick, you had four plays. LSU minus two and a half was my lock. Um, Easy we were up by 18. Yeah. You really like to see us be able to get one more score there and put it away for sure. And Mississippi storm back Mississippi state and we end up winning by three. So thank God. Um, Clemson minus 10. My God. What, get rid of them. What happened? Get rid of them. <laughs> um, Arkansas plus five and a half. And then Kansas State at Oklahoma State. I had the under 46. There's 31 points scored in the first quarter. <laughs> That's not good. So the thing here, I think we were sitting at somewhere around, I don't know, 43 or 44 points at halftime. And uh, there was only a touchdown scored in the second half. So That's crazy. strange game. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Because, but, yeah, there was 31 points scored in the first quarter, only 20 points scored for the rest of the game. I think a total hit 51. Yep. Yeah, that is very unfortunate. So you went 2-2 two and two on the weekend. Justin, you had seven plays. How'd those go? Um, Not as well as I would have wanted it to go. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, Three and four on the weekend. Started off with Virginia. Um, They were never even close. Um, Then it went to Army. Got a little close in the fourth quarter, but they ended up pulling it out. Um, Notre Dame, lock of the week. They exploded in the fourth quarter and covered pretty easily. Uh, UL, that didn't go well. I'd say so. They covered pretty easily. They were six and a half. Did point UL lose? Bucks. They won by 30. Or did I think they, they won by three or like okay. two. Um, not surprising. Michigan State did not cover, went into overtime. 
still won. Uh, North Carolina got the shit beat out of them. And then Coastal Carolina, first half, minus 21. That one also covered very easily. So you went three and four. So I went four and two. Nick went two and two. Justin went three and four. Overall records, that brings us to 21, 17, and two. I'm three and two on my locks of the week. Nick is at 14, 15, and one. Locks of the week, he is sitting at three and two as well. And then Justin currently still sits in the lead at 21 and 15. And his locks of the week is a very nice 80% of four and one. Um, Josh, what did you go last week? So I went three and four. Um, I was on the bat end of the Marshall App State game. Yes. I really wanted to cry when he fell at the two-yard line. Um, had <laughs> I had Michigan State minus five. They could have very well covered that, but settled for the field goal for the win in overtime. Also had the Missouri minus one and a half at Boston College. Another game that, oh, that Missouri should have won. So, yeah, you were very close to having a really good week. I could have had week. a great week. Yeah. Uh, Arizona at Oregon. Oregon won, I mean, Oregon won by 23, needed them 28 and a half. Uh, but then I had LSU minus two and a half. So, I was actually watching this game at Texas Live. I Then we left to go get into the Arkansas A&M game. I'm thinking without a doubt, like, oh, game's in the bag. I go to check the score at half, and I said they won by three. I was like, oh, my God. Larry. <laughs> Hey, a win, a little bit. A win I was, is a I win. Thought, I thought it was a lot closer. A and win is a win. I had Western Michigan minus three against San Jose State. Game was never closed. West Michigan blew them out. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. So, North Carolina loss? Yeah, by like 20. To who? Georgia Tech. Christ. Yeah. I'll verify. I don't fully remember. Um, I want to say it was 22-41. 22 to 41. It's 45 22. Yeah, 45 to 22. Yeah, damn, dude. That's crazy. What an overrated ass team as well. What were they, top 10 coming into the year? Yeah, like mm-hmm. rank five. Yeah. Six. That's crazy. All right. Let's look ahead to this week's slate of college football games. Uh, Thursday, there is one game. Uh, Justin, I know you're on it. Are you on it? No. Josh, are you on it? I am not on it. Okay. So it seems like me and Justin are on it. Justin, I'll let you go first. Um, so I first looked at this game earlier in the week and Miami was favored by three, but now, and I stayed away, but now, now, what the fuck? Correct. Yeah. Now it's, now five. Now it's five and a half. Okay. Yes. So now I'm jumping on it and I'm taking Virginia okay. at plus five and a half. You took Virginia last weekend as well? I did at minus four. How did that go? Not good. Okay. Why were they even favored? Yeah. Think? I don't know. Because people are sleeping on Wake Forest, I hey, guess. Wake Forest yeah, is the Wake best team in the ACC. <laughs> yeah, Wake I mean, Forest is legit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think they're ranked top 25 now. They should be. They. I think they're 24. Um, But, all right, so I got this game at four. I locked my bet in at four. I'll endorse it at five and a half. So it is what it is. Um, For the sake of the podcast, if I have to, I'll double down on it at five and a half. I feel pretty good about this one. Miami had high expectations coming into the season. Those expectations were immediately thrown out the window after a week one loss to Bama. Uh, Poor scheduling idea there by Manny Diaz. Uh, This is still a prideful program for some reason. Uh, Manny Diaz will have his guys fired up for ACC play. Are they living in the past? Sure. This is not the U anymore. This is just the University of Miami. Miami lost to Michigan State in large part due to the four turnovers they had, two of which came in the fourth quarter where they were outscored 21-3. to So it was a close game up until it wasn't in the fourth quarter. Virginia had no answer for a Wake Forest team that plays good defense and runs the, the drawn-out RPO on offense. I think if they want to, Miami could do a decent job of duplicating what Wake Forest did. 
Uh, either way, I think Miami has the best defense of the two. And I want to see a little bit more out of De'Eric King. I want to see him use his legs a little bit more. Virginia is 113th in the nation in run defense and 101st overall defensively, just overall. So they suck on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I'm going to take Miami minus five and a half on a Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, this is one I was looking at. And I was going to take Miami minus three and a half, but yeah. a couple extra points, I'm, I don't know. Um, Virginia is not. Very good. They they have some playmakers on offense, but the quarterback is a shaky player. He can he can make plays with his legs, but as an accurate thrower downfield is where I think he struggles. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Miami, they really did come in with high expectations this year. I don't know why, but um, at least self-expectations. You know, the players were coming back to win a national championship. It's like, no. But, I mean, home game. ACC, this is their first ACC divisional opponent, so they'll be fired up. They'll be ready to go. Uh, I, I like the Hurricanes. So three games on Friday. Do you all have any? Yeah. I do. You do? All right, Josh, you go first. Um, Which game do you have? Iowa-Maryland. Okay. Interesting. Cool. T- I have so I have BYU at Utah State Friday, 8 o'clock. I'm on the other one, so we got all three covered. All right. Um, BYU is minus – Eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Last week, Utah State got exposed by Boise, only scored three points. Um, I think BYU has a better team than Boise. Um, I don't know why this spread, honestly, is this. I would disagree, but. I guess it just depends. No, I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I just, I, I'm always <laughs> going to back Boise. Um, but, I mean, Utah State's defense has given up almost 500 yards a game. BYU has one of the top offenses, offenses in the nation. At 400 yards per game, mm-hmm. I think BYU is going to be able to score at ease against this team. Yeah, I like BYU a lot. I, obviously, I was on them for the Holy War. I like Allgaier. I like Pau, all of that. So, I think it's probably it's a pretty good bet. Eight and a half. Seems like a lot of points, but Utah State does suck. It is a home game for them, but, I mean, I should have hopped on them on Boise last week. I don't know why I didn't. I, I have every year since we've done this podcast, they own Utah State, so... And I do like BYU. So, all right, Nick, you're on Iowa, Maryland. Yeah. I was strongly considering a side in this one, but I, as of now, I'm currently uh, staying away, but I'm open to uh, being swayed to a certain side. So, have at it. So, Iowa's three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Maryland. Iowa's a good football team. Traditionally, they can run the ball, and they play good defense. On On defense, they allow – under 200 yards passing and under 100 yards rushing. With that being said, they don't deserve to be ranked in the top five. While the defense have been, has been strong, they haven't run the ball well enough this year against Colorado State. I think it might have been either last week or two weeks ago. 31 attempts for 54 yards, averaging 1.7 yards per carry. I'm pretty sure they... Struggled to run it a little bit against Iowa State as well, who is probably the best defense that they've played so far. Um, Yeah, they only had 67 rushing yards, 1.7 per carry. The biggest thing here is that this is a home game from Maryland, who I think, quite frankly, is one of the more underrated teams in the country. So, yeah, and defensively, they're good too. So uh, this is a team that puts up 500-plus yards of offensive game while holding opponents to 14 points per game. Iowa's ground struggles are going to continue, which is going to 
make it hard for them to convert on third down. The biggest thing here is is t- Tugavailoa. Talia. Yeah, Tulia. Talia, sorry, same thing. Um, you know, last year he had a lot. You, we saw him display a lot of like raw potential, and this mm-hmm. year he's kind of tightened it up. Last year he turned the ball over a little bit too much. This year he hasn't. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. If if Maryland protects the football, then I I think they'll have a good chance to win this game. I'm taking Terps plus three and a half as my big easy bet of the week. Really, you're gonna make it yeah. a lot? Okay, I was. That's the side I was leaning. I mean, Tagovailoa's got over 1,300 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, and an interception. I don't like Petrus, Petrus, whatever you want to call him for Iowa. I don't think that offensively they're very good. I don't think they're a top five team in the country. Um, fuck it, I'll take them too. I like uh, Maryland too a lot. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy that Iowa's only three point favorites, but why though? Just because, I don't know, I mean, it's like a, a five-team versus an unranked team, but, yeah, but I also think Maryland should be ranked. Don't read too much into that that number by Iowa. Uh, Iowa State, I think, is overrated as shit, which... Oh, absolutely. Well, they were like your, big, your, your biggest team coming in. You said um, Iowa State? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You remember I, the over 10 wins or 10 yeah, and a half? Brock yeah, Brock Purdy for Heisman. Yeah. Um, I was big on them. What do you have the spread at, three and a half? Three and a half. Okay. Is that uh, where it's at? I think it's at three now. I just saw three and a half, and then I see three as well. So you can still, you should still be able to get it at three and a half as well. Um, but yeah, no, I mean they played, they played Iowa State, they've played Indiana, who's not good on the offensive side of the ball. We've already established that. Uh, then they played Kent, and then they played Colorado State. They beat, like you said, they beat Colorado State twenty-four to fourteen. I mean. If this game was in Iowa, I would probably feel differently about it. Obviously, the spread would be much different. Um, but on the road, I, yeah, I don't know. They they play different at home than they do on the road for sure. So I'll, I'll take I'll take Maryland as well. The the Iowa strongest thing for them this year has been the turn the turnovers their defense has created. But I mean, in some of those situations, they were given the ball. Brees Hall fumbled the ball at his own ten yard line or something like that. And I think it, but relatively like yeah. unforced. No, yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, he yeah. just, yeah, he did. Yeah, and he dropped it, and they were able to scoop and score it. He just basically handed it to him. So that's a big thing here is if if Tagovailoa keeps protecting the football, he don't. They don't need him to make a play every play. You know, just yeah. protect the football and make a play when you need it. Cool. I think your defense is strong enough to hold this team to under twenty five points. You know. Yeah, and they have the LSU commit then decommitted Rakeem Jarrett right don't they still have him I'm like 99% positive I, I don't know he's like one of their best playmakers yeah I'm 99% positive he was the one who committed to LSU and then dipped at the very end and then ended up going to Maryland yeah I think I think you're right wide receiver I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's Rakeem Jarrett um so yeah I'm on it as well so then the third and final game of Friday um I'm on this one Houston at Tulsa Tulsa's three and a half point favorites um motherfucker it's four and a half now i got it at three and a half but i'll still give it out at four and a half um dana holgerson by far has the worst hair in college football houston has a top five defense um by the numbers i don't buy it they never they never are very good on the defensive side of the ball at least they don't sustain it they haven't played anybody worth a shit so they've so far they've played texas tech and they lost and they played rice who sucks we saw texas absolutely run the ball all over them 
They played Grambling, and then they played Navy, who they beat by eight. So Tulsa's one and three, but they had to play Oklahoma State, and then they had to go and play um, Ohio State, both on the road. So don't read too much into their overall record. Known for a stout defense, the stats do not represent that. Uh, Tulsa's defense settles. I think Tulsa's defense settles in this game, gives Clayton Toon a lot of trouble. Tulsa also has multiple options on the offensive side of the ball to test that top five defense. I'm going to take Tulsa minus now four and a half. Okay. Yeah, this is a game I would probably take Houston, but I hate Dana Holgerson. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, I think he's an idiot, and he should have been fired a long time ago, so. Yeah, no, I think I think Tulsa. I think the numbers are skewed a little bit. I mean, they had to go to Oklahoma State, which where they lost by five, and then they had to go very next day on the road and play top ten team in the country in Ohio State at the shoe. So, um, and lo- they lost that one forty-one to twenty. But so they're coming off of a win against Arkansas State, probably not by as much as you would like to see, but at least now they're in the win column. They can build some momentum. Whereas I feel like. Houston's been playing gimme games. The only team that's worth the shit that they've played, they lost by double digits. So uh, I'll take Tulsa here. So that will do it for the Friday games. All right. Saturday, we can dive right on into it. Um, 11 o'clock, you got number seven, Cincinnati at number nine, Notre Dame. This oh, is wait, no, sorry, sorry, 130, 130. Um, are y'all on this game? I'm not. Are you? I looked this game a lot, but I stayed away. Which side are you on? And why? Oh, I'm on Cincinnati. Are you? Yeah. I'm on Notre Dame. Why are you on Cincy? Uh, because Notre Dame isn't a very good team. That's it? Yeah. Well, quite frankly, I think they've been kind of lucky. They got lucky last week against Wisconsin. Uh, if you look at statistically, they weren't. They didn't blow it out of the water any means on offense, but they managed to score 41 points somehow. Um, this is going to be a better defense than they played last week. Overall, I just think that Cincinnati is the overall better team. I think that they deserve to be ranked in the top 10. Uh, Notre Dame, to me, doesn't deserve to be ranked. Yeah, I'm going to take, take the Irish getting points, getting two at home. The biggest um, thing here is Notre Dame hasn't been able to run a football. Yeah, but they do have a good running back, though. I do like Yeah, but, Williams. I mean, it doesn't matter. That, that could be the case, but they're averaging under 100 yards a game. Yeah. Which is uncharacteristic of them. Yeah, Drew Pine came in and uh, honestly, quite frankly, played better than Jack Cohn. They haven't named who the starter is yet. Uh, Cohn is questionable to play, but Drew Pine came in 6 of 8, 81 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was Honestly, he was slinging the ball around pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing here is – Marcus Freeman's the D coordinator at Notre Dame, and he was the D coordinator at Cincinnati last year. So if anybody knows how to contain Desmond Ritter, it's going to be Marcus Freeman. At home getting points, I'm going to take the Irish here, and uh, we'll see if the Bearcats are for real. Um, but yeah, yeah, Jack Cohn got sacked like 10 times yeah, last year. Yeah, a load of times. Yeah, I know they, they're banged up at left tackle and uh, maybe one other, so that, that would be why they're not running the ball as well either. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They played Indiana, Murray State, and uh, Miami of Ohio. So they beat Indiana thirty-eight to twenty-four. And yeah, they, in a game that they were down by two touchdowns. Yeah. So they stormed back heavily in that game and and end up winning by double digits. Yeah, I mean, this is still another case. I feel of. I mean, they haven't played anybody. 
and, and Notre Dame hasn't looked great. Should have lost to – damn near lost to Florida State. Probably should have lost to Toledo. Uh, didn't blow a Purdue team out of the water. And then, like I said, when we were recapping games last week, the Wisconsin game was much closer than the score dictates. But at home, getting points, I'm going to take the Irish. Uh, and like I said, we'll find out if the Bearcats are for real or not. All right, Justin, give me your first Saturday game. Um, I have a 12 o'clock game. Um, I'm going with Michigan plus two against Wisconsin. You mean 11? Yeah, we're yeah. in Central, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not on the Eastern. Um, you're taking Michigan? Yeah, plus two. Okay. Um, I'm taking Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm taking uh, Michigan no. as well. Okay. Um, I feel like – Nick, are you on this or no? No. Okay. I feel like this is a – and I, I swore off Wisconsin last week, but here I am because I don't feel like Michigan's played anybody. Michigan's played Rutgers. They played Northern Illinois, and they played Washington and Western Michigan. They've been able to run the ball on every single team except for Rutgers was the first team to contain them on the ground. They had 112 rushing yards. They averaged 2.9 yards a carry, and they won by seven. So this game was right there for Rutgers to potentially win. Uh, Wisconsin has an incredible defense giving up 25 yards on the ground per game. So we haven't seen Michigan have to prove that they can throw the ball. Uh, we haven't seen a team legitimately stop them in the run until Rutgers. And they, like I said, they only won that by seven. So I'm going to take the Badgers at home. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Finish. Um, And I'm also taking the under 44 because Graham Mertz sucks. Honestly, I think if Mertz has – another performance like last week he will end up getting benched so that under 44 is kind of like an insurance policy a little bit um but i do think i mean this is what harbaugh does he beats up on shitty teams and then when he plays a respectable opponent it hasn't gone well in years past so i just feel like this is a game he can't lose if he wants to have a chance it's gonna be a tough one for michigan i feel like i've been i feel like i've been saying the same thing that this is a game he can't lose for three years yeah but like if he and he keeps losing he wants to win the big 10 this year he's there's no way he can lose to a one or two wisconsin team no definitely not but i can't believe i'm looking at this what (laughs) notre dame last week ran a ball 32 times for nine yards yeah i don't know yeah wisconsin's d-line is yeah that was against wisconsin that's why i'm bringing it up so and that's what I'm saying. It makes saying. you wonder so, how the hell did Notre Dame win this game by? Because Graham Mertz is a bum. Oh, yeah, four interceptions. No, yeah, Mertz sucks two so bad. Pick yeah. sixes in the fourth quarter. I listened to uh, SEC Mike uh, podcast. Yeah. And he was talking about uh, – no, it wasn't SEC Mike. It was CBS. And he was talking about Graham Mertz's stat line since his first game. And I think he's – He's throwing as many pick sixes as he has thrown touchdowns. No, yeah, I fucking bet against him because I expected him to have freshman troubles in his first game. I bet on Illinois. He lit it up. He was like 21 to 22 for four touchdowns and no picks. Like, it was unbelievable. I was like, this kid's going to be incredible. And since then, he's looked like garbage. At this point, I would almost just rely on your defense and then just put a running back back there and let's just run wildcat. Like, we got to do something. I mean, he's 1-6 and six this year. One touchdown, six interceptions. No, yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's like this is a this is a now or never for Graham Mertz. So, but I I think I don't believe in Michigan. I don't believe the hype. I don't well, the biggest it. thing is like if they can't run, then what are they going to be able to do? You know, meaning Michigan. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's They'll why I'm taking have the under to as hope well. for Mertz to give them the ball for them. Yeah. That's why I'm taking the under as well. So yeah, I'm on Wisconsin minus. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin minus two. And then the under 44. So y'all are both on Michigan plus two? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I took this under uh, two years ago. And it was like 
10 to 3. Yeah. yeah. And it was around the same. It was like 42 or something. I mean, this, it's like an Army-Navy game. It's just no scoring. But it's like, dude, Mertz has arm talent. It's weird. Like, he can make throws. It's just he's so indecisive in the pocket right now. He's like, he doesn't want to pull the trigger on any throw. It doesn't make any sense. So, it's like he's got the yips or something. I don't know what's going on, but he's got to figure it out. So, I don't believe in I don't believe in Jim Harbaugh and his and his pressed khakis. I don't think that uh, this is the first real opponent they've played. And that's if they would have done better against Rutgers, which Rutgers is a good team with a good defense. If they would have done better, I probably would have stayed away from this. But to only win by seven, and Rutgers was in that game up until the very end, and this was the first team to stop Michigan on the ground. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. Like I said, give me the Badgers, give me the under. Yeah, so this is this is a crazy stat. So since that game against Illinois, he is three throwing three touchdowns and eleven interceptions yeah. since that game. No, yeah, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, still I'm still taking them. Um, all right, Nick, give me your first Saturday game. Okay, this one's a this one's one I was like on the not on the fence of who I was gonna bet, but whether to take it or not. Mm-hmm. Minnesota at Purdue. Purdue is two-and-a-half-point favorites. and Minnesota's just coming off of a loss to Bowling Green. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to roll with uh, Purdue minus two-and-a-half in West Lafayette. The biggest thing that concerns me here is Purdue's having troubles at quarterback a little bit. Yeah. So they're, they're questioning. There seems to be a decision that could be made this week on whether to move on and move to the backup now. But – even considering that they're not terrible on third down as of now, um, they they've struggled a little bit in the past couple games, and that's why they're they're looking for another signal caller. So I don't know, but to me overall, just Purdue being at home. Um, I remember I bet this game last year. I think I think I had Minnesota, and or maybe it was Purdue Iowa. I don't know. Anyway, Purdue. This guy Jack Plummer, when he when I bet against him, he played pretty well, and he actually threw the game with an end touchdown mm-hmm. in the end zone, but it got called back on a highly controversial call. Thank God for me. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think either way, with either quarterback they go with, I, I like I like uh, Purdue here because uh, Minnesota to me is just without Ibrahim, I don't really know what they have. Okay, um, Justin, give me give me your next one. Um. Is anybody on the Ohio State game? I am not. Okay. Well, I'm on that one, and I'm taking Rutgers plus 15. Really? Yes. You feel like Rutgers is a good team? Yeah, I think I think they're a good team. Greg Schiano used to be Ohio State's coach, didn't he? Mm, he was their uh, – He was with them, at least. Yeah, I think he was their defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's, he's Rutgers' uh, head coach. So, uh, what is the spread? I have them at plus fifteen. Okay, who's at home? Um, Rutgers, Rutgers is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not touching that one, but um, yeah, I mean, we know Rutgers has a solid defense, and Ohio State does not. So, yeah, that's. I think that could be a good bet. Yeah. Um, it's just tough. I mean, they just played Michigan. Now they got to go play Ohio State. Like it's it's tough whenever you have those back to back Big Ten opponents like that, uh, like the top tier guys. But yeah, no, I mean, it's what you sign up for. Josh, are you on this game? I am not. No, and you're not as well. No. All right, give me your next one, Josh. All right, so this is another eleven o'clock game. 
Texas at TCU. Um, Texas is currently minus five point favorites, taking the Longhorns. Yeah, I looked at this one. TCU always plays Texas tough. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I I didn't look. I, I didn't mean, dive into TCU it too much. Just lost to SMU at home. So, yeah, SMU's good though. Yeah, and and it. But I just I don't think I think Texas. Now that they have Casey Thompson running that offense, I think their offense is. Yeah, he was a guy I was talking about. I was yeah. surprised they went with Card, to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, Texas is running, rushing over 260 yards per game, and TCU's giving up almost oh, 200 yards per game on the ground. I just don't think they're going to have an answer to stop Casey Thompson and uh, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, no, I mean, I, trust me. I, I, this was one I was looking at, and I'm definitely leaning TCU. Are you? But I'm not going to do it yet because I do think that this line. I think it might grow in favor of Texas. It's going to move. Yeah. So uh, the biggest thing here is these teams are kind of mirror images of themselves. Texas is probably the better team. But um, TCU being at home, this is going to be big for them. Yeah. And TCU does typically play Texas close, if I remember correctly. Granted, Texas has kind of sucked the last few years. Um, but yeah, I don't and know. everybody wants to talk about Bijan Robinson. But if you, I encourage everybody to watch this game and watch out for TCU's running back Zach Evans. Zach Evans, he's an he's a beast. His recruiting process was so like crazy. I don't know if y'all like. No, I don't know that. about it. So he was like a five star running back. Yeah, he's a TCU's they, first five star. Yeah, signing ever. Really? But basically, he went. Ladanian Tomlinson like, wasn't five star. I guess not. Interesting. But yeah, everyone thought he was going to go to Alabama or Georgia. I want to say it was Alabama, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then he just, something with school, like his high school had happened, and Alabama, Georgia backed off on him, and he ended up at TCU. Really? I honestly don't know very much about him. I haven't seen him play. Um, He's good. Yeah. No, Hard I mean, to tackle. I'll take your word for it. You were high on Bijan coming in too, though. You're saying everybody talking about Bijan, you were talking about him. Yeah, rightfully so. He's a man. stud. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had Texas as a futures pick, right? Yeah, over seven wins. Think they're going to get there. It's looking good. Three and one. Yeah, so far. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Um, all right. Mississippi State at Texas A and M. Is anyone on this? I am on this game. Are you? Yes. I'll let you go first. Which side are you leaning? I'm leaning A and M. I am as well. I'm on. I'm on the Aggies. I just think, I mean, when you got a team like Mississippi State who does not run the ball, and you're going up against a defensive line like A and M who yep. can just pin their ears back and get yep. to the get to the quarterback, I just I think it's gonna be a nightmare for State. I agree, especially with this being at home after what happened last week. I just. I just don't see this being a close game. Yeah, no, we're completely on the same page. Uh, line is still at seven. That's what I got it at the other day. Uh, so Texas A&M was clearly overrated going into the Arkansas game. I feel like they're right around where they should be now in that in that 15 to 20 range. Um, but top 10, no. So, yes, they were overrated. But Mississippi State sucks. Mike Leach tries to come down and implement the air raid. It's not working. LSU dominated that game. I don't care what anybody says. The score does not dictate how much of a uh, – how much of a one-sided game it was up until the very end. So A&M just got burned in the first half against Arkansas, but then they really shored up the defense uh, for the second half. So they only allowed three points. 
I don't think there will be any Mike Leach air raid. And uh, I think it's a, t- like Josh said, it's an A&M bounce back game at home. Uh, give me the seven points. I'll take the Aggies. Are either one of y'all on this now? No, I'm not on this. Okay. Um. All right. Let's talk 11 o'clock. Arkansas at Georgia. Who's on it? I stayed away from this. <laughs> no. Did you? Yeah. Are you on it? No, why? I'm on it. Are you, are you Justin? I'm not. Sorry, Josh. Give me the Bulldogs. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no, I, I, you have every right to. Give me the Bulldogs. Just, Arkansas's defense certainly impressed me. I'd be lying if uh, if I said that it didn't. But I don't know that y'all will be able to cross the 50-yard I just, line. I just think there's too many questions with our offense right now between KJ and uh, Traylon Burks. Well, after getting exactly. Hurt. Yeah, that's the main thing for me. But like, I could also see this be – I mean, when you saw – Georgia played Clemson in the beginning of the season. Like, Clemson shut them down, too. I mean, it was the only touchdown was a pick six. Yeah. Yeah. So it just depends on what JT Taylor you're going to get. You're going to get the one against Vanderbilt. JT Daniels. The, that's right, yep. JT Daniels. You're going to get the one against Vanderbilt, or you're going to get the one against Clemson? Is he even, Is Daniels even back? Yeah. He yeah. did come back? Okay. Yeah. They were throwing um, bombs all over Vanderbilt. Yeah, I, that makes me feel better then, because I, I do remember you saying on the last episode, on last week's episode that he was back. Um yeah, I mean, if KJ Jefferson can't go, they didn't. Who's y'all's backup? Malik Cornsby. Who it, they didn't even want him to even think about throwing the ball. He can run, but yeah, no, he's he's quick for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, those D linemen are quick too. So mm, yeah, Georgia's defense just. If KJ Jefferson's me. out and Traylon Burks is banged up, what's the word on him? He should be good. But, I mean, he was limping off the field. Yeah. But, so, I mean, at the end of the game, he was running around like everything was all right, but that might have been just drilling it. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that Georgia defense is for real. Uh, if if JT Daniels can get it going on the offensive side of the ball, like I said, the linebackers for Arkansas were damn good. That dude, Bumper Pool, was flying all over the field. Uh, Hunter Henry's brother made some plays. So What's the over-under? The over under so the spread comes at eighteen and a, half. and a half, and then the yeah I got the over under forty nine, but yeah I'm sure you can find forty eight and a half as well. Yeah, basically if you believe in Arkansas's defense and yeah, bet this the under, be a good, good under game. Yeah, because yeah I mean this could be a game that's like eighteen and a half, so kind of a lot, but I mean if Georgia can score, then they'll they'll cover easy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, but I mean it's a game like I could see being twenty four to three, twenty four nothing. Something like that. 23, 21-3 would be 18. So, I don't know. It's a little bit risky for me. Yeah. I, I mean, would definitely it, lean toward laying the points. Yeah, give me them. Give me them. I almost took them first half as well. I, I, I'm just – there's just, there's yeah. two big SEC games with pretty pretty wide spreads. Um, the favorites covering one of them. So, we'll see which one that is. You're on uh, Arkansas, Josh? No. no oh. I stayed away from this one. Okay. Um – Nick, give me your next one. Uh, Nevada at Boise. Go ahead. Boise's. Take them, please. I am going to take them. Take them. Boise State is minus six and a half point favorites, and I'm going with Nevada. I'm taking Boise. Back on the blue turf. They look like shit on the blue turf this year, but. Well, they look like they're not the same team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they look pretty They're struggling a little bit on third down. Uh, and their third down defense hasn't played well either. So the main you, thing they're is going this, against one of the better quarterbacks in the country. So the main thing is though, it's not their secondary; it's their fucking inability to stop the run. Um, they looked good last week, though. Yeah, but still, I mean, 
Utah State had 235 yards on the ground, 5.6 yards per carry. Uh, I mean, the three turnovers hurt Utah State. But, I mean, so – and 6-17 to 17 on third down. So, Utah State was able to move the ball, but it was probably – it was just a bend-don't-break thing from Boise. Um, yeah, I know. You've been big on Nevada. You've been talking about their quarterback. Who was his last name? Strong or Carson something? Strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm taking the Blue Broncos. I think – I want to say they've – with the exception of one game – covered and pushed on the one game they've covered every other game um so yeah six and a half i mean nevada just, just got, too many points nevada just got beat up on by kansas state yeah though. but that game was really close until the very end it was a tie game in a fourth quarter yeah mm, one turn yes yeah, so only one turnover for nevada but they it was a they game of the it was at all though what is that well, Kansas State's run defense is extremely good. Yeah. So that was the biggest problem for Nevada, and that's why their Russian offense doesn't look like it can do anything. It looks, I think, it's seventy something yards a game, seventy three yards a game. Um, but with that being said, then you know there's a big difference in in these two teams, in my opinion, on the defensive side of the ball. I think Boise's. Defense hinges on trying to get those turnovers, and they've been good at it so far. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just see a little bit of a susceptibility on their third down defense. And on offense, they're struggling a little bit on third down. I'm going to go with what I think is a better quarterback here. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I don't know. I would bet every dime on it. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Um, All right, Justin, give me your next one. Um, okay. Are y'all on the Alabama Ole Miss game? Yes. Okay. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, I am going with Ole Miss plus 14 and a half. And if they are wearing the powder blues, I'm going to put a little money line on it too. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I just feel like this is always a good game. I mean, I know they've only beat them one time in the past 10 years, but still, I feel like this is kind of like when March Madness happens and it's like the 12 and 5 seed play. Mm-hmm. You kind of like go with the 12 seed just because it's usually the upset. Yeah. I just compare it to like something like that, even though Bama's at home, but still. Yeah. I mean, Bama doesn't lose very often. Um, yeah. I, I'm on Ole Miss as well. Uh, Bama's clearly the best team in the country, but Florida showed that Bama can be beaten. Uh, Ole Miss is a juggernaut on offense, in my opinion. They look damn good against uh, Louisville, put up over 600 yards of offense. It was 26 to nothing at halftime, and then they took their foot off the gas in the second half. Uh, they could have, it, it was like a, it wasn't, I keep comparing them to, I keep saying they're a poor man's 2019 LSU. So I like that comparison. It's not as good, but, I mean, those receivers were getting a ton of separation. This is a Louisville team that beat UCF um, in in large part because UCF's defense sucks. But still, this Ole Miss offense can score the ball, and they can score fast. They were able to put up uh, a a good bit of points on Bama last year. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, coming back, it's going to be in Alabama. Lane Kiffin, so he was able to give Bama a close game in a COVID year where he really didn't have a ton of time with his team not like a full off season where they could go through all of their standard protocols. So I'm going to take the the rebels here, getting a full year. Typically the, uh, the coordinators don't do well against Saban, but I think this offense is the real deal. Matt Corral's the Heisman favorite currently. So if you've got a, uh, if you've got a futures bet on Corral for Heisman, if he goes out and lights it up, 
this game. I mean, that could all but solidify that. So this spread is exactly where I think it should be. That that half a point, though, is going to – I'm going to take Ole Miss. This is actually, I believe, going to be the game that we are going to be live streaming as well. So give me the Rebels. Over-under currently sits at 80. There's a good chance I take the over, to be honest. It scored like 100 last year, I think. Yeah, it was, what, 60 to 40 or something like that? Yeah, something like that. 63 to 48. Yeah. That's that's just still insane, 80 over. Yeah, so give me the Rebels, and then uh, we'll I'll consider the over under. But Dude, this is a tough. This is might be tougher than last week. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. It's either going to be really close. But I mean, we were right last week. So. It's either going to be really close and come right down to the wire, or Bama's going to win by forty. So I agree. I think I think Ole Miss has to start quick. Got it. Got if they get the ball first, you got to go down and score right away. So, and then just pressure, pressure, um, Bryce Young. Take take notes of what Florida did, which I know that's easier said than done. Todd Grantham dials up a lot of uh, intricate blitzes and stunts and all of that. So, but if you can try to get some pressure in his face and make him uncomfortable, I don't know. It's 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 a tough task for sure, but it's why they're over a two touchdown favorite. So this is a legitimate a legitimate, arguably the best offense in the nation. So I, I really like Ole Miss's offense a lot. I think last year I took Alabama first half, and Ole Miss kept it close at half. And then, oh, it yeah. was a close game down to like, so this is a, it was going score for score the whole game, mm-hmm. and then something Ole Miss either missed an extra point or something, and then it became an eight point game after Alabama scored, and then Ole Miss failed to score on one drive. I think, and Alabama finished them off and ended up winning by 15. Yeah, it was so, tied at half last year. That game was at in Ole Miss. I think that Ole Miss is a far better team than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Their defense uh, is better. That's the main Alabama thing is not as good, let's be honest. Yeah, but I would agree. Just the biggest thing here is this, I just wonder if it's like, what was that game? I don't know if they used up all the juice. Last you know what year? I mean? Yeah, I feel like I feel like Corral's playing much better. Yeah, I do. That I feel the same, but it's just so the fact that he came in and did what he did. He's playing better now. He's got more confidence now. So I like Ely coming out the backfield. Like they have weapons, um, and the defense looks improved. The defense looks much improved, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't like Alabama's running back, so I'm gonna go go with Ole Miss plus fourteen and a half. Is what what's his name? Anderson. His last name is he still banged up? I know he was nursing a uh, an ankle injury there for a little bit. What number? Number four, I believe, for Alabama, the running back. Uh, I don't maybe know. it's Robinson. Sorry, Robinson. Yeah, yeah, Brian Robinson, he's number four. This week. Did he? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's encouraged that he'll be able to play, but so he's banged up. He's coming in not a hundred percent. So, I mean, it's still Bama. At the end of the day, like I was like super close to just going with Alabama. I mean, I said coming into this year, I, I was, and here I am. But I said. This was going to be the year that I just bet Bama every single week and then just sit back and make money at the end of the year because you will. You bet Bama every week, you're going to cover more times than you don't. Uh, but not this week. So we're going with the Rebels. I'm eyeing down that over-under. but It's only going to grow. The over-under? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sure it will. It just keeps growing. Yeah. So, But I think th- I want to say this game opened up at around 20. If I'm being honest, it's 17, 17 and a half. I was reading something that it was even more than that. 
Well, when I looked earlier, I can't pull it up now because I don't know why it's like not the very and the very second that it opened up, it was like around eighteen nineteen, and then it got bet down immediately. So there must have been. A, well, yeah, there's eighty percent of the money is on, on Ole Miss. Miss. Yeah, so that's I checked. Typically, yeah, it's not always great to uh, be riding with the public, but I was gonna fade them sons of bitches, but I'm gonna go with Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy to me how quickly Ole Miss has become top school in the nation. I remember when they signed Kiffin a year and a half ago, like, or was it two years? Was it before COVID that they got him or was COVID it his was first last year? His first year was COVID year. So, because yeah, right we work in Mississippi a lot, so I'm hearing all the sports talk radio, how they they were like questioning, like, is he going to be a good fit? Is it going to be like a Tennessee situation? Like, yeah, no, he's got, he's got some guys there and they're saying uh, there's a strong chance that he might have uh, Arch Manning coming, coming soon too. So, um, yeah, give me the Rebels. We'll see what, what, We'll see what we can do. That'll be the live stream on Saturday. Uh, so y'all can all come in and hang out and tune in for that. Uh, but, yeah. I like that we're all in on it. Yeah. Are you on this as well, Josh? Might as well be. I mean, if I were to bet on it, I would just bet the over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just, just you, you bet the over, and then you sit back and you just you cheer for points. Yeah. So there's nothing better. You know, it's like betting under. Sometimes it's the right thing to do, but it's never the fun thing to do. So yeah. you bet the under, and you're like, okay, come on, drop it. Like you want to see spectacular catches, you want to see long touchdown runs, all of that. So, but yeah, no, I mean, there's going to be points scored in this game. I think, I think it's going to be in bunches. So I'm leaning over. Like Nick said, it's going to grow. It's going to get bigger. But as of right now, I'm not going to take it. I'm just going to take Ole Miss with the points. And we'll see what happens. So, all right. Uh, how many more do you have? One. One. I have one as well. I have two. Two. Justin, how many more you got? Four. Okay. Uh, Justin, give me one of yours then. Oregon versus Stanford. I am going with the Ducks minus eight. I feel like they can really run the ball. It's um, a fishy line. Yeah, it is a fishy line. It is at Stanford. Stanford uh, plays them tough. They do. But I like... Uh, Chase Vertle or CJ Vertle, whatever his name is. Verdell, yeah. Yeah. Um, their other running back is also really good. Yeah, Verdell's a stud. He's been there for a long time. Um, I don't know his name, but I mean, he's doing just as good as him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give me the Ducks minus eight. Josh, you're on this game yeah, as well. Yeah, I also took the Ducks minus eight. I mean, Oregon's getting over 200 yards rushing on the ground, while Stanford's giving up over 200 yards rushing on the ground. I think this is a fishy line. I don't know. I There's don't. a lot of fishy lines this week. I just don't think Stanford. This has got TCU Texas written all Stanford over it. Stanford played I, Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt was able to score on them. But then, who did? Didn't Stanford kick the shit out of USC? Yeah, yeah. But but then they Texas. also couldn't score a lick against Kansas State. So if so we're going, if we're going hand, by trends, if we're going, Oklahoma State just scored 31 yeah. points on them. Yeah. In the first half. But if we're going by trends, Stanford sucked. Then they lit it up. Then they sucked, and now they play this week. You tell me. But, yeah, no, I mean, uh, realistically, I think Oregon's damn good. They got a damn good defense. Is Thibodeau playing? I yeah, think y'all he's don't even okay. know. He better be. Y'all don't even know. The best <laughs> defensive player in the country. Y'all don't know if he's playing? He should be. All right. I mean, he was. <laughs> <laughs> it says he's out? No, I, no I, I'm sure he's playing, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm telling you about 10 seconds. Would it kill y'all to look some shit up before y'all come throw these picks out here? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot about Thibodeau. Uh, <laughs> da, 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 it's the best defensive yeah. player in the damn country. They don't even say anything here. Then so, he's probably fine. He's yeah. probably fine. Oh, wait. What? Crystal Ball said he feels good about the health of Thibodeau. So. I'd rather him feel great if I were y'all. Um, I mean, the only thing it says on when you click on his profile is he's in good enough shape to play the entire game. So, okay. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, y'all should look into who that is because y'all clearly have no oh, idea. I, <laughs> no, I, I forgot all about him. Sorry, yeah. Thibodeau. He didn't play against Ohio State, did he? Uh, no. no, he was yeah, hurt. Yeah, he was hurt. But it was like a big deal that he was out. Um, that's why I bet the over. That in part was why I bet the over and missed it by one point. Um, after they didn't score in the first quarter and didn't score in the last eight minutes of the game. But who's keeping track of that? So, all right, give me your next one, Justin, if you had four. Give me um, I'm going back to my uh, Liberty team. Okay. Um, Liberty plus two against UAB. Interesting. UAB's got a good defense, but I don't they know do. much. They have a I good team. I haven't watched Liberty this year. So, I mean, you've been all over them, so I'll defer to you. Um. And you have one more, Josh, or was I'm that? on Liberty. That's your last one? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. So while we're here, there's a, Liberty's coming off of a loss. Syracuse got them last week. So the biggest thing here is um, UAB's offense is predicated on running the football. I think Liberty's defense here is going to what, what, what gets them a, a win here. Okay. And then obviously we know about Malik Willis and a playmaking ability, but yeah, I don't, I don't trust if if Liberty can stop the run just a little bit. I don't trust the quarterback over there at UAB to be able to make plays. Not against this Liberty defense. All right. Uh, so y'all are both on Liberty plus two, minus two, minus two. Okay. Um, it switched. Two. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a big deal. That is a big deal. Are we confirming locking it in minus two? No, he, we gotta find out. Oh, okay. So I had it at plus two early this morning. Yeah, oh, he is minus two right now. Wait, I, you had it at minus two or plus two? I didn't bet it yet, but early this morning it was plus two. But then this evening, before I came, I went over everything again. It was minus two. Justin's saying it's plus two. Josh is it, also saying yeah, it's, it's plus, plus two. two right now because UAB is minus two point favorites. Sounds like plus two then. I'll take plus two. I mean, yeah, I would as well. Okay, yeah, it's plus two. Yes. Maybe I am tripping. Maybe you looked at it the opposite way. Um, okay, so that was your last one. Justin, you should have two more. Josh, you have one more? Yes. Okay, um, I also have one more, so I'll go first real quick. We're going to Death Valley. We're taking the Tigers over the over the uh, War Eagle Tigers. Number 22, Auburn. I don't know how you move up in the rankings whenever you – Damn near lose to Georgia State. LSU minus three and a half. If it's Bo Nix, don't care. He sucks on the road. He sucks in general. If it's TJ Finley, we saw TJ Finley firsthand. I don't think he's that great, to be honest. And we know exactly all about him. Uh, he's not the most mobile guy. Doesn't have the best pocket awareness. Pressure him. Get some pressure on him. Make him make mistakes. And then quietly, I think you mentioned it, like Max Johnson's stats are not bad. He doesn't look spectacular, but on paper, the stats are not bad. Uh, but coming into Death Valley on a Saturday night, 8 p.m., good luck. I'm taking the Tigers. Surprised you not, to be honest. Well, Auburn can run the ball. 
Yeah, well, so fuck them. Frick all that. Yeah, I mean, because if we can't stop the run, we're screwed. And I haven't seen us be able to really do it against a team that can run the ball as well as Auburn. So, only team we played that could run the ball was UCLA. Yeah, but same thing. And they I had mean, a field day. What What has Auburn done this year to have the the ranking that they do? Well, two hundred yards rushing a game. Yeah, regardless. And they lost a fairly. They played Akron. They played competitive game against the number four ranked team, Penn State. Yeah, but, who's overrated, but. But other than that, Georgia State, they should have lost, and then they beat up on Akron, and then they beat up on, who's that, Al, Alabama State. Like, well, I'm not saying they deserve to be ranked. I'm just saying that our if we have a weakness on defense, it's run defense. If Auburn has a strength, it's running the football. So just not a good, that good of a matchup for us, in my opinion. Yeah, I just feel like we haven't seen them against a formidable run defense except, you could say, Penn State, I guess. But – and against Penn State, yeah, they had a little bit of success rushing the ball, but they still lost the game, and they were ten of seventeen on third down. Well, it was a competitive game. No, yeah, I know. I watched it. I was on Penn State, but but still, I mean, I don't know. I, I, they haven't shown me anything that makes me feel like like the the Penn State going on the road for a whiteout game is tough. Obviously, it's one of the toughest environments to go in and play. So yeah, they lost by eight, and it was a late touchdown by Penn State to seal it, but. I mean, it, it, I don't. I don't think T.J. Finley's that good. I, he didn't show me anything when he was with us. You know. Yeah, that's not. I, and the biggest thing that worries. I don't care who the quarterback is. Is this? Because Dorian Thompson Robinson don't impress me either. But they UCLA whipped our ass on the on, in the trenches. So it's like until we this game is going to be a big tell for how our season's going to go and whether or not you know who's going to be our coach in the future because. If we lose this game, it's not going to look good because the schedule only gets harder. So, I don't know. It's a bad matchup to me until LSU can prove that they can stop the run. The linebackers have to be fast at their reads and get to the football. If they're not, then Bigsby's going to run it all over us. Yeah, I mean, the UCLA game looked bad. Yes, that was eye-opening how much we got manhandled in the trenches. But And, I mean, you can't take – so if you're looking at the teams – it's kind of like if you're looking at Auburn and – we're looking at who they've played. I feel like their numbers are skewed because they played shit competition other than Penn State. So they're averaging 257 yards on the ground. We're only allowing 108 yards on the ground. We had well, that one terrible game against UCLA, but then just like... Then we haven't played anybody. Just like they haven't played anybody either, though. So they're running it all over a bunch of scrub teams. Well, what did they do against Penn State? They had 100-something yards. They had 364 yards rushing against Alabama State. They averaged nine yards a carry. Yeah, they had one 180 against Penn State. And then against Akron, they had another 300 yards. So they've gotten 600 yards in two games on the ground. And then 166 against Georgia State. So... I just feel like same same thing. The way you can look at it for LSU, you can look at it for Auburn the same way. So, except for the fact that they had success against a formidable team, a formidable team, and we haven't. Regardless, you're talking about the run statistics, though, and you're yeah, talking about our 180 run yards against Penn State, four yards per carry. Okay, whatever. Josh, go ahead. I'm actually going to under on this game, fifty five and a half. Um, I just think with this game being a Death Valley and the atmosphere is going to be crazy. I think, you know, both teams 
have their struggles at offense. Um, I think Auburn has a you know I both I think both teams have pretty good defenses and I the over under for the last few times LSU and Auburn's played no I'm under hit I think three times or the last four times. I think that trend is going to continue this Saturday night. Yeah, what's the total at? Fifty five and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, probably not a bad bet. So, all right, Justin, give me your next one. Um, I have a nine thirty Pac twelve game. Um, UCLA and Arizona State. I'm going with the over at fifty five and a half. Okay, and then you have one more. Yeah, I have my lock of the week. Um, going back to Army Black Knights versus Ball State. Taking them at minus seven and a half as my lock of the week. You're taking Army minus seven and a half? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you have any more? No. Okay. Uh, and that was your last one as well, right, Josh? Yeah, that was my last one. Okay. To recap, um, for me, I've got Miami minus five and a half, Maryland plus three and a half, Tulsa minus four and a half. I've got Notre Dame plus two and a half. Then I've got A and M minus seven, LSU minus three and a half, Boise State minus six and a half, Georgia minus eighteen and a half, got Wisconsin minus two, and then my lock of the week is going to be the under forty four Wisconsin and Michigan, and then I've got Ole Miss plus fourteen and a half on the road against Bama. I have Maryland plus three and a half as my lock of the week. I have Purdue minus two and a half. I have Cincinnati minus two. I have Nevada plus six and a half. And I have Liberty plus two. And one more, Ole Miss plus 14 and a half. This is the game we're going to be streaming. Justin? I have Virginia plus five and a half against Miami. Uh, Michigan plus two against Wisconsin. Rutgers plus 15 against Ohio State. Ole Miss plus 14 and a half against Bama. Oregon minus eight against Stanford, Liberty plus two against UAB, UCLA, um, and Arizona State over fifty five and a half. And my lock of the week is Army minus seven and a half against Ball State. Okay, Josh, I got BYU minus eight and a half at Utah State, Michigan plus two at Wisconsin, Texas minus five at TCU, Oregon minus eight at Stanford. A&M minus seven at home against Mississippi State. And then over under 55 and a half, I have the under for the Auburn LSU game. Okay. Um, All right, so that will do it for the college football portion. Um, So, again, stop what you're doing right now. Go to the App Store, download Prediction Strike. Use the code BIGEASYBETS. You get a free athlete share for your with your first deposit of $20 or more. I'm sure you have a player out there right now that you think is a sleeper this week in fantasy that you think is going to have a good week, whether it be Joe Burrow lighting up the abysmal Jacksonville Jaguars uh, secondary. No matter who it is, if you think they're going to have a good week, you download Prediction Strike, you buy shares in that athlete, and then you watch them have a good week, and then you make money. So instead of winning in fantasy, you can win in fantasy, and you can make money week to week. Prediction strike, buy stock in your favorite athletes. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon on Thursday night. You name it, you can buy them. Not just football, you can get basketball as well. Uh, Soccer, all of that, you name it, you can go get it. 
Use the promo code BIGEASYBETS for a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. Download their app in the App Store or go to predictionstrike.com. Yeah, buy Jameis Winston's stock. It's low. You buy low, sell high. All right, NFL, we'll recap real quick. On Thursday, I had the Panthers-Texans under 43. I had the Bears plus 7. Uh, Justin Fields looked terrible. They set him up for failure. I think he got sacked nine times. That was a terrible pick. Uh, Saints-Patriots over 42. This was also my lock of the week. 41 was the number that it hit, and we missed two field goals, one of them being a chip shot. Uh so that sucked. Washington plus seven and a half. The defense did not look very good at all. And, I mean, they just got run out the building. Raiders minus four. This game came down to the wire. I believe it was three points in overtime. So we lost out there. Packers plus three and a half on Sunday night. Monday night, one of the two. Don't know. Uh, Packers went outright as three and a half point underdogs. Bengals, Steelers under 44. Uh, this game, I mean, Bengals defense dominated this game. Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's washed up. So Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase looks like uh, an incredible connection. Doesn't look like they're skipping a beat going from LSU straight to the league. And then on Monday night, uh, I did what I always do. I added extra games, and I'm like 0 for 1,000 whenever I add games on Twitter. Eagles plus 3.5, and, and then Eagles-Cowboys under 51.5. Both lost. Uh, a brutal worst week of the year for me in the NFL, 3-6. and six. I had Panthers minus four and a half for the first half. Uh, they were only up by one. I'm 0-3 on Thursday night. Washington plus seven and a half. Like Logan said, the Bills came to play, and they look like they got the offense figured out. Lions plus eight and a half, uh, plus eight. This was a crazy game. Came down to 66-yard field goal, and the Raiders, I mean the Ravens, won as the time expired. I had Dolphins plus four. This was another crazy game. The Dolphins had to convert a fourth and 20 to even bring it to overtime. They ended up doing that, and they they lost in overtime by three. The Rams plus one and a half against the Buccaneers. The Rams are the most complete team in in the league right now, so uh, bet the Rams. Vikings plus one and a half. They got down by 10 early, but then they stormed back, and Seattle never scored again. I think they won 31-17. Packers plus three and a half. This was my lock of the week. Uh, They got up on the 49ers, let them back in there a little bit, but ended up winning at the end with a uh, last-second field goal, which didn't matter for the cover because we were getting three and a half. And then Eagles plus four. The Eagles were penalized. 13 times and dominated in the trenches, so they got smashed. That brings me to 5-3 and three for the week, and I'm slowly turning the ship around. 6-11 and 11 for the year after starting 1-9 and nine in my first 10, and I'm 1-2 on my big easy bets. Justin? Um, Thursday night, uh, I was with uh, – never mind. Um, You're by yourself. Yeah, by myself. Panthers minus 8. Another Thursday night win – um, then I had Lions plus eight. Um, I think I was on that with Nick. Um, they covered. Then the Packers plus three and a half. That was a good game. They covered. And the Saints first half over at 20 and a half was my lock of the week, and that did not cover. So I finished at three and one. I believe we were both three and oh on Thursday. Um, all right, so 
Three and six for me, five and three for Nick, three and one for Justin on the week. Overall, that brings me to eight and ten, one and two in my locks of the week. Nick's at six and 11, one and two in his locks of the week. And Justin is sitting in the lead again at eight and three and two and one for his locks of the week. So Thursday, we have the Bengals and the Jaguars. Bengals are at home, seven and a half point favorites. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, let's hear um, it. Taking the Bengals, my seven and a half. Why is that? Jags suck. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yeah, I'm also on the Bengals as well. Um, obviously, you know what you're getting with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. You got T. Higgins. You got uh, all those weapons. Uh, but quietly, the Bengals have a really good defense. Sixth, sixth ranked defense in yards allowed and points allowed, uh, while the Jaguars are sitting at 29th overall defensively. So uh, Urban Meyer doesn't want to be there. He's ready to check out. Trevor Lawrence is looking like he's wishing he was back at Clemson, and Joe Burrow is – uh, not shying away from the limelight at all. He's got the Bengals sitting at 2-1, and one, and they just beat up on the Steelers pretty good. So I'm going to take the Bengals with the points at home on Thursday. I'm going with Jaguars, Bengals, under 46. And because not that I don't believe the Bengals can cover, but um, their offense hasn't really exploded much this year. I don't know if they scored over 30 yet. And then Jags, obviously, they have the one of the worst offenses in the league. So I'm hoping that continues this week. Justin, which side are you on? Um, I am actually going with Jacksonville this week. Um, I do feel like Cincinnati is the better team here, but I think after that Steelers win, the line's just a little bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have Jacksonville with the points. And yeah. You feel good about it? No, I sure shit do not love this pick, but I just think it's too many points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that half point definitely I'd I'd prefer that not to be there, but um but yeah, well somebody's somebody's Thursday streak <laughs> is going to end this week, so we'll find out whose it is. Um All right, let's see. Josh, give me your first NFL pick on Sunday. So Titans at Jets. Titans are currently seven-point favorites. Um, taking the Titans minus seven. Is that what you got it at, seven? Yeah, it was at seven and a half yesterday, but now it's at seven. Yeah, I see seven. So. Okay. Um, I am going to take... Get an updated line on it. I'm going to take the Bills first half minus 10 against the Texans. Um, Tyrod Taylor is still obviously on IR, so he will not be back. Uh, Davis Mills, I mean, I don't think he's going to be able to do much against Buffalo's defense. He put a drive together at the end of the first half against Carolina, but other than that, I mean – they didn't really do very much. They scored nine points against Carolina, who has a good defense, uh, but Buffalo's defense looks pretty damn good as well. So I, I expect more of the same. Uh, I feel like the back door might be open, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take ten. Uh, first half spread minus ten for the Bills. I like that pick. All right, who's next? Um, I've got the uh, Seahawks and 49ers. And I'm going with the Seahawks plus two and a half against the Niners. Okay. Uh, 
Um, I'm going with the Seahawks as well, plus two and a half. Seahawks are one and two. Be hard for me to see them fall. I mean, they're falling one to three, one and three. Then playoffs are going to be pretty much not looking good for them. You know, so yeah, especially I'm betting on them to try to ink out a win here in a tough spot. All right, uh, my next one. I am going to take the Vikings plus two at home, uh, hoping to get. Dalvin Cook back healthy, but Madison stepped right into that role and didn't really skip a beat. So getting points at home, I think uh, – I mean, the Browns are good, but I don't know. I'm going to roll with the Vikings here. I'm on the Vikings as well. Okay. I mean, the Vikings are – they were the best 0-2 team until they smashed Seattle last week. Uh, I think the Vikings are a better team than their record indicates – and yeah, I don't. I think they should probably be favorites here at home. Yeah, the Vikings came in with a lot of hype. Not a lot of hype, but they were expected to be a playoff team. Cousins is playing a lot better, you know. Yeah. So they took Cincinnati on the road, um, which we were on the right side of that, luckily. But they took Cincinnati to overtime, and then they lost to Arizona by one, and then they just trounced Seattle. Yeah, they should. They really. Let's be honest. The Vikings should be undefeated. I mean, they could be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they should be because they were in field goal range against Cincinnati. And Dalvin Cook fumbled, but the replay pretty much looked like he didn't fumble. But it was one of those instances where they couldn't tell for 100% sure. It was like 90% sure. And then against Arizona, the field goal kicker's kicking a 30-something yarder and shanks it Mm -hmm. for the win. So, you know, you're looking at two. It came down to one play in both of those games that if it goes their way, which it was like bad luck in my opinion, they, they would be undefeated. Yeah. All right, Josh, give me your uh, next one on Sunday. So this one is currently at a pick'em. Um, I I got them at plus one yesterday. It's Ravens at Broncos. Um, I think this might be the best game all weekend, honestly. But I'm taking the Ravens plus one. Um, the Broncos have a good team, but they haven't played anybody. They played the Jags, the Jets, and the Giants. I mean, their defense looks great against them, but, I mean, what has their offense? Their offenses are all terrible. Yeah. Um. I just – I think Broncos have a good team, but I think this will be their first real test. And I think after that showing last week with the Ravens, um, I think they're going to have a better performance this week, come out a little bit more. Because it looks like they definitely underestimated the lines a little bit last week. Yeah. Um, I mean the Lions are scrappy. They were talking yeah. about that. Um, so I think I think Ravens are going to win this game outright. So give me the Ravens plus one. See, I'm gonna be honest. I was looking at this one and I would lean Denver if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm not going to take it. Mm-hmm. I think the line is where it should be. I think it should be even. But uh, Denver's defense is damn good. Uh, oh yeah, Von, I agree. Von Miller's back. They've got studs out on the outside as well. Sertain looks pretty pretty solid for uh his rookie season the ravens obviously we know their struggles at the running back position lamar jackson has made some questionable questionable decisions this year um they're lucky to be two and one for sure so and then teddy's taking care of the ball i would personally lean denver uh i'm not going to take it though i'm going to stay away if it comes down to a field goal situation though in denver justin tucker might be able to hit it from fucking 75 yards so yeah, all the manis is a beast a field goal kicking too yeah. all the money's on Denver right denver right now yeah it's 81 percent. really 
Yeah. I mean, dude, the Broncos are not. The Broncos they have a good are pretty team. Good. It's just they haven't played anybody. That's the only thing that. Yeah. Are they legit? Or is it who they played? Yeah. You know, stat padding their stats right now. Yeah. Um, my next one is going to be the Colts plus two against the Dolphins. So the Colts are zero and three, but they've played the Titans, the Rams, and Seattle. So three tough teams. Uh, they lost twenty-seven to twenty-four to the Rams, who are looking like they're the best team in the league right now. So, uh, Dolphins just took uh, just took the Raiders down to the wire in overtime. So they didn't pull it out, but I mean, they've got obviously the quarterback Jacoby Brissett stepping in with Tua out. The Colts don't want to go zero and four. I think the Colts are going to come ready to play. They need a little bit more. Out of the offense, they're not really doing shit on the offensive side of the ball. But, again, they've played three three tough teams to start the year. So, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to take the Colts, plus two. I'm on the Dolphins. Okay. Dolphins minus two at home. Um, I think the Colts might regret it a little bit going against their former backup, Brissett, the best QB sneaker in the league. It could come down to a QB sneak. For the for the win, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I the Colts have looked so bad on offense, and it doesn't get any easier going against the Dolphins defense. So, yeah, the Dolphins defense is definitely for real. Um, but I see, I see your point where it's like, you know, if they go on four, it's gonna be like, let's fire everybody all over again. Yeah, I mean, it's over at that point. So they're gonna. Not that the Dolphins aren't gonna have anything to play for. Obviously, they don't want to go one and three. You don't want to lose a game, but. I think the Colts are the best 0-3 team, um, which, I mean, you got the Giants, you got the Lions, you got the Colts, and then you got the Jets, I believe. Yeah. So, but and yeah, Actually, it, speaking of the Jets, I'm going to go with the Jets as well. Jets plus seven. I, I had it at plus eight earlier. Some money must have came in on them, but Jets at home, I was a big believer in Zach Wilson. I think he's just struggling getting used to everything. I mean, his team isn't that good, but the defense is, is good. I think the defense is what keeps this game close against the Titans. There's been a lot of drops by his receivers. It's not all on him, but they look like shit to start. Um, but him and Lawrence. But they've played good defenses. I think team. both of them have thrown seven interceptions. Oh, yeah, so Lawrence looks like shit too. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, the Jets have played three really solid defenses back-to-back-to-back, Carolina, New England, Denver. So kind of a got thrown into the gauntlet there, which Tennessee doesn't have a bad defense by any means. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, at home getting seven, I'm, I'm not going to take it, but I would definitely lean. I would lean uh, Jets there. Titans are going to be without A.J. Brown again. It's looking like not 100%, but stop the run, make Tannehill throw. Um, my next one is actually Justin. Give give us your next one. Oh, my next one is going to be the Patriots and the Buccaneers, okay. and I'm taking the Bucks minus seven. Is um, it seven? Is now? it? Oh, yeah, I got it yeah, at six it, and yeah, a half. I got it at six and a half too. We can go to that. Yeah. yeah, I'm on Bucks as well. I'm on the Bucks as well. It's my Tom lock. Brady's homecoming. Yeah, it's my lock. He yeah, he's, he's gonna break the record. Um. I feel like the the vast majority of the public is going to be on the Bucks as well, um, but I mean I don't know how you justify taking the Patriots after seeing what we just did. I just don't yeah. think Mac Jones is ready. Yeah, the only no. thing you can say is all oh, the Bucks secondary is not that 
is that susceptible. It's the weakness of their team. Yeah, but if they can pressure him, I mean, we got mm-hmm. pressure on him. And yeah, it was, it was that's the thing is we up. haven't seen Tampa Bay really hasn't been able to get that much pressure. They probably pressured Matt Ryan some, but against the Cowboys, they weren't able to disrupt that their offense, or they weren't able to do anything to the Rams. So, so another thing you look. That's at the only thing game, that worries me. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can really look. Another thing you look at this for this game is the over under forty nine. I'm on the under. Yeah, the under looks really good. I'm on the under forty nine as well. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, we just we just watched what happened with with the Saints defense, which the Saints defense is damn good. Marshawn Lattimore's playing the best football of his career so far. Uh, we got a couple lucky breaks. The Malcolm Jenkins pick six that was definitely uh, just happened to fall right into his lap. So I mean, you got to like that. The PJ Williams interception. Um, so yeah, I mean, just get pressure on Mac Jones. I I do think Mac Jones has the potential to be the best quarterback of uh, his class. Even though I hope it's Trey Lance, but I mean, the comp the 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 uh, return home for Tom Brady. All of the animosity between him and Bill Belichick in the media, all of that, I, I think you gotta you gotta take the Buccaneers here. I don't see how you justify the Patriots. Um, is Sherman playing? I highly doubt it, but um they just signed him like yesterday. You never know. He may, but I doubt it. Who's signing the Bucks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna play, but I could be totally wrong. That'd be a quick um a quick hop right into the system type of thing. But then again, I mean, it's not rocket science to play uh cornerback. So at least in us, at least in some capacity. So you never know. You may see him out there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it, but even, even without it, the Patriots just don't have enough weapons. They added all these people, Johnny Smith, I believe it was, they added Hunter Henry, uh, Johnny Smith struggling with some drops. They don't have, I mean, Damian Harris is a solid back, but James White, uh, I'm assuming he's going to be out for some time. He hurt his hip, and it didn't look great. So, yeah, yeah, so they're getting weaker in the running back position. They don't have that go-to guy, even though I think they want it to be Damian Harris. Um, and the Buccaneers, the defense is not what it was last year. But nobody tries to run against them. Against, no, yeah, with those, they with those linebackers, it's not even worth So, So exactly, so you're going to sit there, you're going to have Mac Jones sit in the pocket, just pressure him. He's a rookie. This is going to be a huge atmosphere. I mean, you can make a good argument that this is the most high-profile regular season game in the history of the league. Now, I saw something on uh, ESPN last week. They were previewing this game. and Dude, they were using the um, Adele song, Hello. Yeah, I Hello saw that. Hello from the <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, dude, tickets. They have tickets going for $6,900 yeah. for this game. I think I saw the average price was like five thousand, yeah. but but that's ridiculous. That's insane. So yeah, no, I mean realistically, I don't know. I I don't think that you could name a more high profile regular season matchup. This is the greatest quarterback of all time coming back to where he made his money and and won all the championships. Um, coming back for his first game back, it, everybody's going to want to be at this game. The atmosphere is going to be insane. So Mac Jones is kind of, I feel like, going to get caught in the crossfire of this whole yeah, this whole situation. Um, again, if you're taking the Patriots, more power to you. I don't know how you can justify it to yourself. I'm taking the Bucks minus six and a half. It's my lock of the week, and I'm taking the under forty nine. Do y'all who's got who's got something else? I have one more game. My lock of the week. Okay, Josh. Do you have any more? Uh, that's it for me. Nick, I have. 
one more, and then I have the Monday night game, so I have two more. I'm on the Monday night game as well, so do your one more before the Monday night game. Um, Cardinals at Rams. The Rams, last I checked, were four-and-a-half-point favorites. Yes. Is that the same? Yes. I'm rolling with the Rams. Okay. I think the Cardinals coach is stupid. Yes. So You've gone on record. Um, yeah, to be honest, the, the Cardinals, really, they probably should have lost to the Vikings. If, but you can also look at it like they do so many stupid things that they probably should have just blown the Vikings out. But the Vikings missed a chip shot field goal. Uh, the Rams are clearly, in my opinion, the best team in the NFL. I don't think there's really any slowing them down or stopping them. Cooper Cup is like the most impossible person to guard. His route running is probably the best I've I've seen right now in the NFL. Um, it's just amazing by how many times he keeps getting wide open. Yeah. It's like I have Robert Woods on my fantasy team. I'm like, please guard the white guy. <laughs> um, yeah, Rams minus four and a half at home. I mean, this is my lock of the week. Okay. Justin, what is your last one? Is it the Monday night game? No. Okay. Um, I'm My lock of the week is going to be the Lions plus three against the Bears. Okay. Going back to the well with the Lions. I think they finally get a win. I think they deserve a win, and I think they're going to be hungry for it. So, Yeah, I mean, I, w- I definitely would not want to touch Chicago right now with what, what just happened. Their defense is still good. Like what they did to the Bengals, that worries me because I'm not a big – I don't believe in Jared Goff just yet. No? No. He's – you gotta watch if it's raining, he'll he'll fumble it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, just the quarterback situation in Chicago. I I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. But this is definitely them. yeah. The this is a team though where he can get it together. And you know, going against Cleveland, that's a tough defense. That's like a tough team to go against for your first start. A team that will control it with the run, so you're not even getting that. It's hard to get in a rhythm, and then you're going against a really good defense as well. So, I don't know. I think this is a little bit e- easier of a test for the Bears and, and Justin Fields. Well, we don't even know if Fields is the starter. They, they said He said all three are in. Oh, attention. I did see that. He, yeah, hasn't, he, he hasn't named He's kind starter. of an idiot, that coach. No, yeah, he's a moron. But um, <laughs> Now Nick Foles is coming back. That's why I'm saying. I would, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm saying I wouldn't touch him. You don't even know who's starting at quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would take the Lions if I had to pick that game. Um all right, Monday night, you've got – Josh, you're done, right? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, Monday night, you got the Raiders at Chargers. Chargers are three-point favorites. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to roll with the Chargers. Um, I think the Raiders are for real. Derek Carr is playing solid football. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the Chargers defense can can start to get it going with Derwin James back. Um I they're good. They can put somebody on Darren Waller to contain him. Uh, obviously, Brian Edwards is stepping up for the Raiders. You got Renfro, who always seems kind of like a poor man's Cooper Cup, always seems to find a way to get open. But the Chargers defense, I mean, they held Dallas to 20 points. They held Kansas City to 24. They held Washington to 16, which I'm assuming that was Heineke. I, I don't remember exactly. It might not have been. Um, but, yeah, so the, the defense is looking solid. Obviously, Bosa coming off the edge, and then Justin Herbert's playing lights out. So I'm going to take the Chargers. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Super Chargers as well. The Raiders are a good football team. They've proven that. But this is going to be their first loss of the year. 
Yeah, they. I mean, that Ravens game was close. Uh, obviously, they came the Dolphins. Yeah, two overtime games out of their first three games. So who do, who did they play in the other game? Pittsburgh. They won twenty six seventeen, which Pittsburgh's overrated. Yeah. Can be. So I think the Chargers have a really good team. I mean, Dallas is damn good. Like, I feel like it's time they, to start giving Dallas have. a little bit more credit. I think so. Um, oh, they're figured they're getting better. Yeah, and and the Chargers played them really well. Um, and then they just beat Kansas City, which I, I I'm sure Kansas City's going to be fine. But Kansas City currently sits at the bottom of the barrel in their division for the first time. What's since the deal Patrick with Josh Holmes. Jacobs? Josh Jacobs is questionable to play. What's I, I want to say it's been a toe injury, yeah. turf toe. Um, so he's questionable. I haven't heard. I think it might be an ankle sprain. Is it? I'm pretty sure that he uh, he's been dealing with turf toe in some form or fashion at least. As of right now, he's not playing though. This uh this week. What, yeah, what do you mean? He's, he's questionable, questionable right now. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, he was doubtful this morning. Oh okay. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's still it, it's still too early. We're at Wednesday, so we'll know a little bit more. Ain't toe and ankle injury, so a little bit. Yeah, I know turf toe was definitely uh, playing a factor there. So yeah, no, I'm gonna take the Chargers on Monday night. Chargers are – I mean, Justin Herbert is damn good. The, the sophomore class of quarterbacks outside of Jalen Hurts is looking pretty solid. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what can happen there. But Derek Carr, I mean, Derek Carr finds a way to fuck up these games, it seems, in prime time. So he tried to against the Ravens, threw one off the, the helmet on the one-yard line, and then luckily their defense was able to come up with a pretty big stop, and then Brian Edwards kind of took over from there. Um, but, yeah, I'll take the Chargers with the points. Think that's it, huh? Okay. Um. All right. We'll recap real quick. Thursday I have the Bengals minus seven and a half. Then on Sunday I have the Bills first half minus ten. Vikings plus two at home. Uh, I got the Buccaneers minus six and a half. This is my lock of the week. And then I have the under forty nine as well in that game. I have the Colts plus two against the Dolphins. And then I have on Monday night the Chargers minus three. I have Jaguars. Bengals under 46. I have the Dolphins minus two, the Vikings plus two, the goddamn Jets plus seven, Rams minus four and a half is my lock of the week. I have the Seahawks plus three, the Buccaneers minus six and a half, and the Chargers minus three. Justin? Uh, Thursday night, I have the Jaguars plus seven and a half versus the Bengals. I have the Seahawks plus two and a half against the 49ers. I have the Bucks minus six and a half against the Patriots. And for my lock of the week, I have the Lions plus three versus the Bears. All right, Josh. Thursday night football, I got Bengals minus seven and a half against the Jags. Uh, got Titans minus seven at the Jets. Ravens plus one at the Broncos. And my lock of the week, Bucks minus six and a half in Foxborough. Okay, that is the NFL part uh, of the week. That will wrap up episode 87. Do you all have anything to say before we go? Go Tigers. Anybody else? Go Jaguars. Josh? Who that? No, nothing for Arkansas? I bet you the Tigers uh, will win. I bet you the Tigers will win this week. One of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the Tigers going to win. So, yeah, download Prediction Strike. Use Prediction Strike. Use the uh, promo code BigEasyBets. Um Go subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify as well. Give it, give it five stars. Leave a review if you're feeling generous, all of that. If we didn't touch on a game that you were looking forward to hearing about, message us on Twitter or on Facebook, and we'll give you our honest opinion on how we're feeling about that. But, yeah, that'll do it. Episode 87. Y'all have a good one. Who dat?